Well, hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. From news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think, live, and make decisions. When even the experts sound convincing but they disagree, how can we cut through the noise? And how do we sift through all the information overload and choose what governs our lives? Our leadership here at Grace has been processing these things and praying for all of us, so we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Joe. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. It's good to see you, big guy. It's good to see you, too, buddy. Poe, good, good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. If you guys don't know Joe, watch Kung Fu Panda all three in the series, and you will learn Joe Caruso. <laughs> Skadoosh. <laughs> I, when I was a, a youth pastor a few <laughs> many years ago, um, they actually <laughs> that was my nickname for about a year. Poe, right? yeah, before, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was a whole thing. It's so. a compliment. It's my favorite movie. That <laughs> except the second one, it was terrible. But the first one and the third one were fantastic. I've actually never seen the second or the third one. So oh, the third one's great. He finds out yeah. he's a panda. That's. And, and he's missing his panda family. You haven't seen the third one? I've not seen the third one. Oh, I, you got to see it or you'll never understand your childhood. <laughs> Joe, it'd be, it's this like is, it's therapy that you need to partake it's in. It's a bio flick is what you're it's saying. It's a bio flick. <laughs> There's more of you out that's, there. That's disappointing and awesome all at the same time. Oh, boy. So that brings us to the end of our episode. And <laughs> Well, Jeff, we got a listener-submitted uh, question for today, and uh, I think this will be really good. This is helpful. Of course, one of the things we're going to do on this podcast is help our listeners continue to uh, understand Christ better in our relationship with Him. Uh, so this question is, I know believing in Christ and living out the Word of God is needed to go to heaven, uh, but do you also have to be baptized, or is baptism just symbolic of receiving the Holy Spirit? Mm, uh, that, that's a great question, and uh, thank you for submitting it. And so um, if I could push back into the whole question, yeah, is that I okay? I so love it. if you submitted this question, um, uh, receive that push back with love, I hope. But I actually would say uh, most of what was asked is not, Right. Mm, there you go. <laughs> so if I was looking for a biblical path, uh, I would I would look in this. So uh, and and you might whoever submitted this question might mean something different than what I'm reading. So sure. just know all those kind of things. Not trying to to be a, a, a hard nose about things, but here's what I would say. Um, the question reads like this: I know believing in Christ uh, is needed to go to heaven, and I would say. That depends on what you mean by that phrase. Yep. So believing that Jesus is real, believing that he is the Son of God, uh, believing that he existed is actually not a path to heaven. Yeah, I actually love that you're pushing into this question because I had the same thoughts as I was reading through it, um, but you might have just blown some of our listeners' minds, so yeah. I can't wait to hear you read this out. And living out the Word of God is not a path to heaven, and baptism is not a path to heaven. All right. So uh, let, let's just—this is great. This is a fantastic conversation, so let's just talk about this for a second. So um, if— it depends on what you mean, so I want to be very, very like gracious about Absolutely. that because because the the listener's not here to participate in the conversation, right? So, but uh, just starting at the beginning, believing in Jesus Christ um, 
we can quote scripture that says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved, would be the old translations. Um, that scripture can be taken out of context or it can be put into a right context. But it's important to remember, Satan believes that Jesus Christ existed, is real, and is the Son of God. Yep. Demons believe that Jesus Christ existed, is real, and is the Son of God. And even people who reject Jesus's authority in their life may still believe that mm-hmm. he existed, he's real, and he's the Son of God, and they're just not going to have anything to do with him. So believing in Christ is very different than yielding your life to Christ mm. or receiving the salvation, the grace, and the mercy of Jesus Christ, which is what that verse means. Yep. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall be saved. So I would say that that's, that's an important thing. Living out God's Word is not a, a path to heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, people who accept and, and yield their life to Jesus Christ seek to live out His Word but there are uh, many people, I would say your average Muslim and your average uh, uh, Mormon were, are probably more devout in their behavior than your average Christian. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, simply looking at something in the Bible and interpreting that as a moral constraint and then exercising your life under that moral constraint— don't cuss, I don't cuss, don't drink, I don't drink. That is not a path to heaven. That's a path to legalism. And baptism is not a path to heaven. So baptism, which I'll land there for you, because I know that's what is really being asked here. Um, Other religions baptize. And so you getting your head wet is not a path to heaven. Right, so that's a religious practice, and we'll talk about why that, uh, why that is practiced in the New Testament church. So I think like all that's really, really important, right? And and it really, really frames up a conversation. For me to go to heaven, there is one thing that I need. I need. This is the only thing that I need, right? The only thing that I need is I need to accept the forgiveness of my sin offered through Jesus Christ alone. That's the only thing that I need. And the the clearest example of that is the thief on the cross. Sure. Never went to church, never broke a habit, never had good theology, never had right doctrine, uh, never had moral behavior. He was never baptized. Uh, I love the way Alex Begg says it. Uh, he says, uh, when the thief got to uh, the pearly gate, so to say, they said, why should I let you into heaven? And Alexander said, the guy just looked at them and said, because the guy on the middle cross said I could come. <laughs> Our salvation is the work of Jesus Christ. Mm. And so it's his forgiveness offered to us, his cleansing offered to us, the Holy Spirit that is given to us at the moment of salvation, the Bible says, as a seal and a deposit guaranteeing our place in heaven. All of that is from God. All of its offers. It has nothing to do with my behavior, nothing to do with my knowledge, nothing really to do with my beliefs, right? Do I have to believe every aspect of the Bible to go to heaven? I'm like, well, what if you don't ever get the chance to do that, Yeah. right? What it has to do with is what Christ did for me, me recognizing what Christ did for me 
and accepting it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I just had a friend uh, today say, uh, you want to go to the Browns game on Sunday? And my first question was, what's the weather going to be like? <laughs> so, right. But he's offering me Browns tickets. The only thing keeping me from going to the Browns game is me saying yes to the Browns tickets. I didn't buy the ticket. I didn't earn the ticket. I don't know where the ticket's at. I didn't arrange for the ticket. I didn't do any of it. All the work was done by the giver. Mm -hmm. I'm the one putting conditions on the acceptance. If it's going to be four degrees outside, I'm not watching. I'd rather watch it in my family room. If traffic is so bad, right? All I have to do is accept. Mm -hmm. And then by virtue of my acceptance, my life is altered. Now I get in a car. Now I go for parking. Now I dress a certain way. Is that, that making sense? Absolutely. Okay. So this is critical. We we do not respond to God for our salvation. We respond to God from our salvation. Hmm. So Jesus, this is huge, guys. Every just stop your car, quit running, <laughs> and listen to what I'm saying right now. Jesus said, the two great commands are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The second's like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law, all the prophets, I'm adding in, the rest of the Bible hangs on those two commandments. I can obey the Bible and not love Christ. I can be nice to people and not love Christ. Mm -hmm. So those commandments play out consecutively. When I understand how Jesus loves me and I accept his love, which is the forgiveness of my sin. I am not trying to keep that salvation. I'm not trying to earn that salvation. I simply start to respond to that salvation, right? So behavior does not generate love. Love always alters behavior, Hmm. right? And that's huge. So if you're driving, write this down or pull over and get a tattoo instantly, (laughs) right? Behavior does not generate love. Love always alters behavior. So I don't live the Bible out to go to heaven. I live the Bible out because I love God. And I've in the Bible, I've number one way God speaks to us is through the Bible. In the Bible, I've discovered his heart. I've discovered his mind. Mm-hmm. I've discovered how to have a relationship with him. That's why I live the Bible out, Sure. right? Um, I don't redecorate the house to make Heidi love me. I redecorate the house because I love Heidi, mm-hmm. and it means something to her. Sure. That's what motivates me to, to do it, right? Now, baptism is the same thing. If I had to be baptized to go to heaven... All kinds of people are in hell. Hmm. Yeah, the thief on the cross is in hell. He could not get baptized. Uh, people who accepted Jesus in an emergency, the boat was sinking, the bomb was coming, the plane was crashing. They're all in hell because they didn't get baptized. Uh, one of my best friend's father, who accepted Jesus on his deathbed twenty minutes before he died. Hmm. Yep. Right, so baptism is a work; it's a it's a separate action, 
And the gospel is clear that we're not saved by works, we're saved by grace. So I don't have to have confession or to go to Catholic like mm-hmm. confession, confession or be baptized. That's a separate step. So what that means is I'm not baptized for my salvation. I'm baptized because of it. And baptism is a public declaration of what Christ has done in my life. A lot of times it's a little confusing because when you go into the New Testament, uh, you'll get into like uh, John the Baptist, Mm -hmm. and he was baptizing for the repentance of sin, which is exactly what he was doing, and he was literally doing that under the law, Mm -hmm. which is a set of works that Jesus fulfilled and in essence changed for his church, right? So I, I am baptized because of what Christ has done, not to get what Christ has done. For me to go to heaven, all I have to do is receive the saving, the salvation that Jesus Christ has bought, paid for, sealed, and, and even delivered. I just have to pick it up and accept it, right? Yeah. Now, here at Grace, we would believe it. You can probably tell my voice. Like, I <laughs> kind of want to cry right now because you could probably not hit a, a bigger passion button in my, in my life. Um, but here at Grace, we would believe that very, very strongly. And I'll be honest with you guys, it changes your whole relationship with God when you realize that, right? Why do, why do I do things for Heidi? Because I love her. Mm-hmm right? Why do I do things for my kids? Because I love them. I'm not trying to earn their love. I've been given it. And if I was trying to earn it, I think Heidi would look at me and say, why are you being insecure? Right? I've been given it. So uh, behavior does not create uh, love, but love always alters behavior. Mm-hmm. Same thing is true in my relationship with God. So we do not believe that baptism provides your salvation. Now, in this question, it says, or is it just a symbol of receiving the Holy Spirit? And I would say this, I also, we also would not believe that. Mm-hmm. So we do not believe in what's called baptismal regeneration, which is when I get say, when I get baptized now, I'm actually saved. We also do not believe in, in the, the idea that I receive the Holy Spirit at baptism. Mm-hmm. I receive the Holy Spirit at the moment of salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't believe it's symbolic of the Holy Spirit. What I'm doing in baptism is we believe it's a public proclamation of my love and devotion to Christ and my love and devotion to my neighbor. So it's me publicly saying, uh, I baptize you in the name of the Father. The Father loved me and loves me and loves you. And that dawned on me, name of the Son. The Son gave his life for me and gave his life for you. And he, God's not out to get—he didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That's John three seventeen. Like That's the Son. And in the name of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, through his kindness, drew me to repentance and now guides me through life and comforts me and gives me joy and discernment and helps me understand God's Word and all these wonderful things that the Holy Spirit does. And that tug that you feel in your heart is the Holy Spirit working in you 
to receive the salvation of the Son, which reflects the love of the Father. Mm-hmm. So that's what baptism is, and and uh, we we use the example a lot as a wedding as a wedding band. If if you're listening, you can't see this. If you're watching, I just took my wedding band off, which is more like I call it a wedding brand because Heidi got me a small one, and so. Like even when it's off, it, I look like I have a ring on. But anyways, <laughs> those are more personal marriage issues. But if I if I take my wedding band off, I'm not unmarried. Right. If I put a ring on my finger, I'm not married. Right. The ring symbolizes my heart. Right. Mm-hmm. So Jasmine is new on our staff. She's filming this right now. She's getting married in like two weeks. Right, so she has an engagement ring on. She's gonna get a wedding ring. Is it a big rock? Did he get you a really big one? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, just that. Because oh, she likes to rock climb. I have four different colors. Four different colors. She's just gonna change colors on your wedding. Well, someone besides Jasmine, uh, when when she get <laughs> when she gets a different rubber band on her finger on her wedding day, the ring doesn't make her married. The ring symbolizes her commitment to her to her fiance slash husband, mm-hmm. right? The the ring is just jewelry. Right. The heart is the issue. And we believe that with baptism, right? Now that also means this. Like some of you were baptized when you were kids. And uh I've had many people ask me, like, well, what does that mean? And I like to say what that means is your parents loved you. And you were raised, or they were raised in a tradition that they were taught that if you weren't baptized, you would go to hell, that baptism is salvation. And I would say to you that that's not true. It's like, at Grace, we don't baptize infants. We'll baptize children, but we don't baptize infants, because we believe that baptism is something that you have to cognitively be a part of Mm -hmm. and want to choose to do that, Right. So you might say, well, I was baptized as a baby, and I, and I would ask, have you been baptized as a believer? Yeah. And if you haven't, then that's something that God wants you to do. So it's just an interesting thing. God, the Bible does not um, downplay baptism. It's a really important thing, and I think there's something about publicly proclaiming Christ that's a big, big deal. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you should accept Christ and 20 years later get baptized— but I also don't think you kind of accept Jesus and then we baptize you and your salvation was fulfilled. Yep. Uh, but it's a separate thing. Yeah, so you can definitely tell that's something that you're passionate about. That might be the longest stretch you've ever gone with yeah, a, a long follow-up answer, question, I <laughs> uh, which I love. Sorry, so good. couldn't no. stop myself. This isn't mixed messages with Joe Caruso. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I do have a couple of follow-up questions because, um, like you said, trying to be very gracious with our question asker, but also thorough for whoever might be listening. Um, so is it possible, is it healthy, um, would we see a true follower of Christ um, kind of, quote-unquote, accept salvation like you mentioned, but then just live however they want? I. I don't think so. Okay, yeah, walk the, us through that. Uh, because the Holy Spirit indwells you. Mm-hmm. And so I would I would struggle to find in the Scripture the idea that I can accept Christ and continue to live life, right? So mm-hmm. there, I really do believe in deathbed salvation. Absolutely. 
And so uh, this is what I mean. I don't think you have to like accept Christ and then you prove it for six months. We'll talk about heaven. Uh, but I also don't think you can accept Christ and then say, uh, I'm not changed. Um, and, and by that, I actually don't mean as much life conformity as I do heart. Mm-hmm. Mm. So like... I accepted Christ, I quit smoking and drinking and chewing, date girls will do cheering for Michigan. I'm like, that's all life conformity. Do you love your neighbor more? Are you releasing your prejudices? Um, are you mending or seeking to restore broken relationships? That, that's how faith in Jesus is going to play out with your neighbor. Sure. And then it's like, help help the kid that needs some help somewhere, right? But if my heart isn't softening and changing and my love for Jesus growing more and more and my love for my neighbor growing more and more, if you were sitting down and having a cup of coffee with me and you explained all that to me, I would look at you and I would say, whether or not you've received salvation is between you and God, but between you and me, I don't see reflections of Jesus or evidence of the Holy Spirit in your life. Yeah. There'd be fruit on the tree. Somewhere. Somewhere, right. Um, <clears throat> so that would be um, kind of comparable. You and I have talked about this before, where if I decided I wanted to get married to somebody, I'm going to be like, awesome, we got married. I'm just going to go do whatever I want. You're going to, because of that love, you'll adjust right. uh, how you interact, how you live. And so if you got married and then did whatever you want, you didn't mean it. Um, when you said, yeah, let's get married. Now, another uh, thing that you brought up, I love how you said love always alters behavior. How does that happen like at the beginning of your relationship with God? Because I think that that can be, I've, I've had these conversations with folks before where it's almost confusing, like, how do I love God without yet knowing God? Yeah. And so how does my behavior change if I don't love him yet? And how do I love him if I don't even really know him yet? And like, how does that kind of happen at the inception, conception of their relationship? The same way it does in dating, right? So uh, when I met Heidi, um, I didn't date her. I We started to become friends. When I decided I really liked Heidi, right, uh, I probably two weeks into it could have asked her to marry me. We would have been fine. But as our relationship had time and depth, I knew her more and more. And part of the way that I love her is when is because when I know her, I know what she wants or doesn't want. And usually what hurts her is when I know what she wants and I disregard it. Mm. Now I have to discover that. So if you if you weren't raised in church and don't have a background with the Bible and you accepted Jesus as your savior, you might look and say, I didn't know that was a sin. I'm like, oh, that's okay. But now you do. So like like God, why does that make God feel loved? Well, let's talk about that and put that. That discovery process is actually a wonderful and a beautiful thing, and God gives grace and mercy in that. Um, but the way that you would like really know you're, you have salvation is you long for that process yeah. as opposed to ignoring it or making it feel like an obligation or a duty. That's awesome. Uh, I'm going to ask one more follow-up, because in some ways you have discussed this, but since the whole point of this particular episode is clarity, clarity, clarity on this topic, 
Let's assume that when uh, our question asker said, um, I know that living out the word of God is needed, let's assume that they were talking about like James chapter 2, for instance, mm-hmm. where James says that faith without works is dead. So do you even have faith at all? So what does James mean by that in the context of what we're talking about uh, here today? Uh, that true love all, always alters behavior. So if 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 my love, my professed love for God does not turn into an altered life, my professed love for God is false, mm-hmm. right? So just put it into a skin and bone relationship. If I look at Heidi and I say I love her, but I'm always unfaithful to her, I never live with her, I don't give a rip what she says, well, I love her so much, then I'm I'm proclaiming a false love. Yeah. Like that faith is going to play out. It doesn't have to play out perfectly, it doesn't have to play out with full knowledge, like you discover things. You know, ideally, I get better at being a husband, not worse. <laughs> yeah. Like those kind of things. So it's the, um, I accepted Jesus when I was six, and I've never even tried to walk with him. I was baptized as a baby, I'm going to heaven, and I could care less what God really thinks or wants or who he is. That faith, because there is no love that alters behavior is dead. Mm. It's not a true faith. That's great. Well, I hope this has been clarifying for all of you watching and listening. This has been uh, a really purposeful, foundational episode as we answer this question and try to add clarity to these words. This is something that's important, especially as we not only wrestle with these things for ourselves, but then begin to try to explain and help others understand who Jesus is as well. If you need help with any of these topics, you need more clarity, please feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to chat and walk you through those things or offer some resources. And if you have any questions that you'd like to ask, you can always submit those at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. Uh, If you like what you're hearing and you'd like to get the word out even more, make sure you subscribe, follow, rate, and review our podcast. And if you're looking for a church family, you can always join us on the weekend in person here in the Akron area or online as well. Well, thanks for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. Catch you next time.